Hello and welcome to another episode of Kill It With KV. This episode will be interview style and I will be interviewing one of my close friends from college, Gabriel, and we will be talking about business, finance, and the road to success as a first-generation student. So this is Gabe, my first official Colombian friend. Um, we met at a Money Think conference way back several summers ago um, to start up this organization at Loyola. It must have been, what, 2013, 2014, around then? Um, he has had quite the professional journey so far, you know, his work experience, community involvement, and just entertaining social media persona are insane. But to all of you listening out there, that's probably a bit vague. So I'm going to go ahead and hand over the floor to him. Why don't you go ahead and tell everyone about yourself? Awesome. So, you know, let me start out by saying uh, thank you for uh, having me um, in your podcast, Karishma. I mean, this is uh, the first time that I've been asked to participate in this. And <laughs> it is very, very exciting. And and in many ways, it's just uh, an honor to, to be included. So. Thank you very much. And um, just to give a little background of myself, um, I'm originally from uh, Colombia, as you mentioned. Moved to the U.S. around the age of uh, 14. I was turning 15. Um, so it was a, a, a time where a lot was happening uh, uh, in, in Colombia. Um, and so I landed in a small town in Tennessee. Um, I went to high school there. Um, once I finished high school, moved to Chicago, uh, went to a city college uh, for two years because I couldn't afford a, a four-year degree. So the, the smartest move for myself was to go to a two-year school. That's then after that, I transferred to Loyola. Uh, that's when I met you, you know, two young college students, uh, <laughs> you know, ambitious, just trying to figure out uh, what the what the right move for us was at that time and, and, right. and money think was definitely the the right one um and yeah once i graduated from from loyola university i started working at different financial institutions and you know to sum it all up uh today i am a uh finance professional i am a uh, soccer coach to to youth and kids. I'm on the associates board of a nonprofit. Uh, I also volunteer for the nonprofit. And uh, as of a week ago, I am a father of a new puppy. So oh that's kind of what's been happening. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Wow. Well, thank you for that. Um, you know, you've done you've done so much. You're still doing so much, and that's that's really incredible. Um, just kind of going off of that though, so, you know, what got you into finance and business, you know, just studying it and then becoming a finance professional, like what interested you in this field? Uh, great question. So I come from a family of um, non-finance or business related, uh, you know, my mom, um, you know, she had multiple different jobs um, when she was back in Colombia. And eventually when she made her way to here to the U.S., you know, she worked in, non in uh, nonprofits, in social work. She was a teacher. My father is also a teacher. But, um, you know, thinking now that our 
that you asked that question and reflecting on it, I'm realizing that um, I think the eagerness to be in finance mostly came from my from my father and my family. Uh, none of them really have a good understanding as to how to use money. Um, think they only know how to spend it probably. So my dad was always the one who kind of, you know, constantly was telling me to educate myself from finance perspective, how the, the importance of knowing how to use money, the importance of being in that industry, just it's a very entrepreneurial industry. It's a, it's a skill that you'll use no matter where you go. Um, so him being from, from a teacher professor perspective it was it was a very unique you know it steered me the a different direction from where my older sister and my older brothers and part you know practically where the rest of my uh, siblings are is completely different so um i don't think there was a, like a specific passion it was just kind of like where life took me i guess and that's so interesting because i think that just finance overall like that's a skill set that I think everyone should have regardless of what field you're in so it's just interesting to see like how that started off with your with your story and you know what kind of brought you on that and on that path which is really cool yeah um, yeah so so i guess that being said um we, like what would you say are the most valuable skills that you've learned um through you know work experience professional development internships basically outside of the classroom because i think it, it's one thing to learn about finance you know take those accounting classes take all those classes through loyola um but it, it's you know another thing to apply it so what would you say is the most um valuable skill set that you've attained um great question i i would say that um maybe an, an overlooked skill um, and this doesn't apply to just finance I think this applies to pretty much everything that that you do in life professionally or not but just having a, a that mindset that you hear a lot about just constant learning and growth um, the finance industry and, and and you know from my perspective and you know just working with different connections and friends that are in different industries i've seen that those that have been successful those that have uh, managed to take their career to where they want to be those have been the ones the the people that have been able to kind of like control their path have been those that are constantly just curious and wanting to learn and you know what um there's you never stop learning um, and I think that's a, that's, an, that's a critical, essential skill um, that most of us, I think when we reflect on it, it's like, well, how can you ever stop learning, right? There's always like a learning curve, but there, there is what I would call um, just having a, a level of comfort and ignorance at the, first, at, at the same time, right? So you right. are very comfortable with where you are in your life and you, that you become ignorant to the fact that there is more opportunity to keep learning and growing. And so, you know, just being able to be conscious of that and then figure out, okay, this is way too comfortable. How can I take myself out of that comfort zone and just keep learning and growing? So you know of, of all the job opportunities that i've gotten whether that was at bank of america northern trust or where i am today at discover 
uh, what I've seen of those high performers, of those people that really do take their careers to the next level are those that are constantly just curious and learning and asking the right questions. And that's so important because I think to have that like growth mindset, you know, as soon as you become complacent, you know, all these opportunities start slipping away, you, you stop, you know, enhancing your skill set. So that's so important that you said that. Right. See, and see what's, what's funny about that is that if you think about uh, kind of like if you draw out your lifetime in, in, in a timeline, you pretty much go back and you review and you're like, well, I spent most of my life learning. I mean, it's constantly just yeah. school and sports <laughs> and school and like, you know, you're being thrown to these different uh, environments where you're constantly being learned, when you're constantly learning and being challenged. And now you get to a point, right? When you kind of graduate and you kind of like, well, I'm a grown up now, what's next? <laughs> uh, you get to a point where you just kind of like, go through the motions and you just kind of like wake up every morning go to work once you're done with work you kind of go back home and uh, go to bed and wake up the next morning and you just become this uh, constant routine which is which is good which is great I think it's important to have uh, some kind of routine and consistency but at the same time it's like hey you were brought up to learn you were um, you know you were put in different environments to challenge you and learn make sure you don't lose that Right. So I think that's uh, I don't know when I sit back and reflect on it, I'm like, huh, wait a minute. I need to keep learning. That's what I've been doing my whole life. And I, and I need to make sure that I keep taking those steps. Right. That's so cool. Um, and it's so true, too. So I guess just kind of going off of all of that, um, did you think that before, you know, yes, you learn in, in a traditional realm like we, you know, we went to university. And then the next phase was, was to be basically put in that real world. Um, did you think that like that traditional form of education in the classroom, in college itself, did it sufficiently prepare you? Or were you just kind of thrown in and you're like, all right, <laughs> it's, it's kind of time to learn more and learn more in that second phase, like you said? That is one interesting question. And I, I actually have uh, sat down and talked talked about this uh, with my dad who's, who's you know he was a teacher and a professor himself you know it's like one of the things that that we argue a lot about well not argue but we we, we discuss is hey so uh i want to go back to grad school is that the right move and then he usually come back and tell me well do you think that's the right move or do you see any value out of that so um i think there is value in you know, progressing somehow in your, edu in your edu education. For me personally, mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I, I'm not gonna sit here and say that there was a whole lot of value in focusing in something specific, like for me, finance or international business. I mm -hmm. think the value come from taking these theological classes or taking these philosophy classes or taking this English score. I mean, just being in a, in a class that kind of mm -hmm was completely different from what you actually wanted to take when you are uh, at that time in school. That adds a lot of value once you're done, you kind of sit back and reflect on school and you're like, well, you know what, that um, theology class, you know, that kind of threw you all the way back to, to the 
Egyptian times and、right. uh, you know what was what was you know the form of writing communicating and you know I think there is a lot of value in those things right in in, in the arts so.、Mm-hmm. Yes,、um, there there is a level of of of, of importance to that, but I won't say that's that's the ultimate thing. I've met、uh, actually my manager today. She started by working in retail, right? So she always goes back and when she tries to explain something、um, that is related to our job in finance or something, she always goes back and、uh, trying to break it down. She goes back and talks about her time when she was in retail. And you know she worked her way up to the position that she's at today by just working really hard. She did manage to kind of like get, keep herself educated. She's finishing currently right now her her master's degree. So、um, it, it was a different path from mine and from from most people. And there's value in that as well, right? I think there、yeah. is a, a lot of people look for those skills. Like, hey, you're not the traditional person that goes to school, but show me how you have persevered through something.、Oh, so that has been, yeah, exactly. That's just、uh, awesome. Right. And then I think you know, just kind of going off of what you said,、um, it's even when you apply for a job, right? Like, I feel like now if you're trying to apply for any sort of like business analyst, consulting, finance job. You go scroll down on LinkedIn, and then it'll say, you know, requirements x amount of years of experience. So it's like, where are you getting your actual work experience from? Too, of course, education is important. But then, you know, I think people also just want to see, like you said,、um, attributes like perseverance and you know, dedication and work ethic somehow as well. Right. Exactly. I mean, we just hire someone who comes from an engineering background. Um, <laughs> nothing related, nothing related to finance. But he wanted to kind of make that switch, and I know that you know when you look at specific positions, they have all these requirements and and, and, and you know this level of experience that they're asking for. But you know, the advice for me and the friends that I always give is, hey, if that's something that speaks to you, like apply to it, take the shot. If you get the interview, then. You have an opportunity in front of you to show how unique you are, because that's the reason why they call you in in the first place. Is all right, you know what? This person comes from my engineering background. Interesting. Let's bring them in and see、uh, what you know, what kind of skills they can bring. So it's always important. Right. Definitely. So I guess just shifting over a little bit,、um, I, I want to talk about you know. You're, you know, you have work, you have your professional life, you're involved in the community with coaching, and then of course you have a personal life. You know, especially just getting a puppy recently, you must have your hands full.、Um, so that being said, has has it always been this seamless? You kind of balancing all those aspects of your life? Uh, no, it's. it's, a, it's a, <laughs> I think it's、uh, it's a constant struggle. It's a every day. It's kind of struggle trying to trying to balance everything, right? So, and I think everybody,、um, you know, faces those challenges. Like, how am I going to volunteer for that nonprofit that I really want to, and at the same time have some of that time or even energy available, right? To、uh, at the end of the day, maybe go meet with friends and family. Uh, or how am I going to take that next level of learning outside of work when you know you have a puppy to come home to, or sometimes you、uh, have family to take care of and look after? So I think、uh, everybody's facing those those challenges, 
um, in, in time management, but I think that's also part of building like that skill and, and molding what you want to be uh, in the future, right? So it's not seamless. It, it's a constant struggle for myself as well. <laughs> uh, I just, uh, you know, as I mentioned earlier, uh, routine is important. Consistency is important. Um, right. At least for me personally, it's, it's critical. So I do have a, a set of routines like waking up really early in the mornings and maybe going to bed a little early so I can get my good sleep. Uh, so it works different from everybody and I manage what kind of works for me and that has helped me out a ton in being able to kind of like kind of juggle everything. Right. And, and that's good. I mean, it's working. So, you know, if it's working, just keep working at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, and it took me a while. Right. It's not like uh, I woke up one day and everything was perfect. This was kind of, I would say this takes years to to kind of mm -hmm. put that routine together to build those habits. Uh, it's just constant work and just constantly, you know, waking up in the morning and saying I'm not gonna push snooze this time I'm actually gonna get up uh, so it, it, it took years it's not something that uh, that was kind of they, they just kind of happened I think there's a there's a big misconception from what we see uh, in social media you know so we see things so fast so often that we think that right. these people that we admire just make it happen you know kind of instantly and no it took it took years for them to to kind of get there and i think people need to learn how to be a little bit easier on themselves and, and and recognize that as well yeah of course that was a ton um thank you thank you for sharing that and thank you for sharing your thoughts on um all of that i'm sure it's going to be very helpful to anyone that's listening right now especially on trying to build that routine and you know i hope so <laughs> i hope so <laughs> So I'd like to switch over to talking a bit more of your personal story, if that's okay. Um, of course. Yeah. So, so you did talk a little bit about your story and coming to the States for Columbia. I was wondering if you could um, kind of elaborate on that more, um, as well as, you know, just kind of talking about that family component, you know, from you and as well as some of my friends from my master's, I know how close-knit Colombian families are. <laughs> heard so many stories. Um, uh, very, very good stories, of course. But um, did you ever feel that, you know, you being far away um, or the, if that physical distance ever interfered with having them as your support system? Uh, yeah, so, and, and you know, we're not, we're, that's, that's an awesome question. I mean, um, it's it's always tough and no matter the age it's it's going to be a very very hard transition whether you know you move from colombia to the states or you move from anywhere from one side of the world to the other side i mean it's a very very tough transition um as you mentioned you know colombians we are family oriented i mean I've never been to a Christmas gathering where there isn't every, your entire family <laughs> in one house uh, dancing salsa and, and opening presents. So it, it's very family oriented and, and it was tough. And it, and it, um, it was tough to say goodbye. I, I mean, that day when I was, uh, you know, saying bye to my family, I didn't, I, I was too young to grasp uh, what was happening. Um, mm -hmm. 
too young in the sense that I remember that I was telling my family, I promise I'm going to come back. This is not for the long term. And, you know, as all of us was crying and everybody was crying at that time um, and we were all hugging, you know, I vividly remember, you know, that my thought process was, okay, I'm going to go to the U.S. for a little while, you know, maybe learn English and then come back to family. But they knew, right, my aunties, my uncles, my grandparents, my mom at that time, you know, she she didn't know when she was going to see her son again, um, her two sons, because both of us were leaving. Um, so it, it was tough for them a lot. I think it was a lot tougher for them than it, than it was for me. Uh, I think my, I admire my dad for making the huge decision to leave everything behind. I mean, he had a com- 100% comfortable set of life. I mean, he had a family, he was, uh, you know, he was very respected in, 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 in Colombia for for what he was able to accomplish throughout his life so he was uh, he was in very great conditions and for him to say I'm gonna leave all of this behind to provide to my kids a, a better opportunity I think that was a much harder choice than me at 15 not knowing what's going on that I had to leave so um, and, and, I, and I think it's tough no matter the circumstances right whether somebody's uh, in, in the same situation that I was then, or maybe better off, or, you know, as you hear multiple stories about people who are much worse off and still make it here, that transition is just uh, very, very tough. I didn't know any English. Uh, I don't think I knew how to say hello. <laughs> so uh, it, was, it was new, it was shocking to all of us, but it turned out to, for the best. I mean, my family, myself, we're all at a better place because of that sacrifice. So, um, I, I'm glad. I'm glad it went the way it went. You know, I don't think it could have happened any better or any worse. I think it was exactly the way they were supposed to happen because I grew up and I never took anything for granted. I mean, even today, I don't. I don't take anything for granted because I know, you know, what it's like to one day just pick up and leave everything and it's really precious to you. So I try to take everything in as much as possible. That's so powerful. And, you know, obviously it worked out tremendously. You know, you're incredibly successful. Um, and I'm, I'm very, very um, touched that you were able to share that story. Thank you. Yeah, um, no, of course. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I, I remember just recently, even when we met for restaurant week, you know, pre-COVID-19, of course, with the rest <laughs> of the Money Thing crew. <laughs> Um, you kind of caught us up in that you were making some crazy moves, which is awesome. Um, you know, years ago, kind of, you know, thinking about your story, thinking about being first generation and not knowing how to speak English that well, did you ever think that that put you at a disadvantage? Um, in other words, did you think that you would be where you are today um, a few years ago? Wow, no. Uh, no, I would have <laughs> never would have thought I am where I am today. Honestly, I in many ways I think uh, it's it, there's a lot of luck in, involved. There is a lot of uh, great people along the way that was very supportive. So um, again, when I moved here, I didn't move here with with my mom, and I didn't see my mom for the next uh, I think it was almost a decade. So. 
it was a very tough time because when you're 15 and you know you have your soccer game you always want to make sure your parents are there watching and yeah. um you know my dad was so busy with his other kids and working two to three jobs just to maintain us and then maintain our family back in Colombia that he was and he was unable right he did it he did the best that he could as a father to be as present as possible right uh he had to juggle a lot of things so um i think that along that way i had great coaches um and coaches in the sense as like my soccer coach or my football coach once i learned how to put a helmet and show the pass on to play football uh, <laughs> i think though they had a huge positive impact in my life and they were able to be there and guide me when i wasn't there um i had a, i had a god a, a godmother uh in in tennessee i mean she's literally a second mom to me and she basically in many ways kind of took me in you know she always made sure that i was in school she made sure that she attended all of my football games all of my soccer games she was there literally as if i was her son so i think um I, I I think that I got extremely lucky because I know that there are people who move here and don't have that. And I would say that, that's, that, that those are disadvantages. I mean, if you only have your dad and he has to bust his tail trying to provide food on the table and then you don't have the coaches or the people, the community around you willing to support you, that's a huge disadvantage. And I'm pretty sure in many ways it would have been a lot tougher for me um, but never, never once did I really feel a disadvantage. I always thought of my family back at home. I knew that I wanted to make them proud. I wanted to uh, see a big smile on my grandmother's face when she see me, like when she see when she saw me last year when I went back to visit them. Right? They're always so proud. They're always so happy for me. So um, I think that I always uh, kept those things in 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 my head. Kept my like I kept remembering where I came from, where I was brought up. Um, so I think those things kind of kept me grounded and kept me focused to, you know, always taking a step forward. Although there were many times, I cannot tell you the thousands of times that I felt like I wasn't like moving in the right direction. I remember actually funny story was that um, I think I was a week, I think I was two weeks in the US and um, I was just frustrated. I mean, I didn't know English. Uh, here I was in oh this small town in Tennessee. I don't have any friends. I can't even communicate with people, right? Like, how am I supposed to make friends? Yeah. So I was super frustrated and I was arguing with my dad, like yelling at him, like, why did you bring us here? I don't want to be here. And we just seen her like screaming back and forth. And I told him like, okay, yeah. forget this. I'm going to grab my stuff and I'm going to go back home. So I was oh mad my gosh. and I started packing the bag. <laughs> And I literally made it. That teenager angst. Exactly. It was literally that. And I literally made it outside the door. And I look outside and I was like, hold on, where am I going to go from here? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> like, there's no taxes in this small little town. Um, the big city is Memphis, which is like three hours away. Am I going to walk all the way there? So... Um, I remember that day, it was, it was... Those were the little, like, uh, fights that you just frustrated for the circumstances that you were put in but you know you once that frustration kind of like goes away once you calm down you realize like 
all right, I guess you gotta you gotta persevere through this. Yeah. So you walk back in the house, apologize, yeah. get grounded, and then kind of move on. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's so funny. Yeah, I mean, I, like, like I said, I give a lot of props to to my father because he had to put up with not only me, but he had like three younger my three younger brothers. He had my older brother, which. Uh, he was much better well behaved out of all of us. Maybe I was the one who gave him the most headache. <laughs> oh God. I'm sure he's very, very proud though today. So it's it all, it's all paid off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, thank you. So I, I guess I just want to close off with two two very profound questions. Um, the most profound probably you know, throughout this. Um, first being, you know, we, we talked about, you know, the support network that you had, which was incredible, ranging from coaches to your godmother. Um, but I think mentorship is also important, right? And, you know, we know this um, from experience of basically being Money Think mentors in college and, you know, helping bring that organization up, helping start that. Did, did you feel that you had, um, you know, a mentor throughout your educational and professional experience specifically? Yes. Or was this something, okay, or was it something you had to like actively seek out? Um, so I think, I, th- I mean, so the, to answer the question, yes, that I have my share of mentors throughout every stage of my life. And even today, I still have, um, uh, you know, a good share of mentors that I always reach out to when I have questions, when I have good news, when I have bad news, uh, both professionally and non-professionally. I mean, just a great supporting cast around me. Um, so that's that's key. That's critical. I think uh, it's hard to succeed um, by yourself. You always want to make sure that you have uh, a good team, whether that's parents, friends, family, friends, uh, mentors. Uh, you need those people around you. So 100%, I, I, I have them. Uh, and it's, I, I would say, you know, to uh, touch on your second point, you know, whether uh, that's something that I always searched for and, and, and reached out to, I think there is a level to that, right? Um, there's a, a level of you having to kind of go out there and, and, and make yourself available, kind of like ex- expose uh, yourself be a little vulnerable to to people that may be a little bit uh, new to you, right? That you are necessarily necessarily trusting right away. And throughout your years, you know, you kind of mold that relationship into what you want it to be. So I have multiple different kind of mentors. I have the mentor that I can reach out to whenever, um, you know, I want a career change and I want to try out something new and he's a great person who has large amount of connections and he loves my background and he always reaches out to like hey I have this awesome person I know that you like to have on your team and uh, in many ways he has uh, you know kind of direct me the right way you know into what jobs or how to navigate my career I have the other mentor that I reach out to for you know every kind of everyday life life events right uh if right. something good i reach out to him he's kind of like my cheerleader and then i also have another mentor where she challenges me right she 
she never has she never gives me an answer she actually comes back to me with more questions than than I have to reflect on <laughs> so I I do I still have my share of mentors I I still have um my godmother and coach uh that I that I reach out to and and we speak on the phone every once in a while so um that actually has grown throughout the years and and, and it's critical you know I would never you know I would always advise anybody to always seek a mentor and be a mentor I mean me and you were both mentors at money thing we saw the value of um just you know kind of directing a high school kid the right way pushing him the right direction and even today I'm still um a, a coach for uh, a nonprofit called 1 million degrees uh where basically you trying to help students or or guide students who are going to two-year schools you know transition into a four-year school or transition into a job or maybe go a higher level in your career and you know I kind of went through that same path right it's it's not easy to go to a two-year school to then transfer as a junior to a four-year school where everybody already have tight friends tight friendships everybody knows how to navigate uh the university system and so you being able to kind of coach these students you know kind of direct them the right way and make sure that you challenge them by asking the right questions um it's extremely valuable so you know i think that there's a value in not only seeking mentors and having a good group of cast around you but you being able to also give that back and just be a cast be a support group to so, to somebody else because there's a lot of value and a lot of skills that you learn both ways that's so true that's so true and that's amazing um especially with what you're doing at that nonprofit too um so powerful and i'm sure like the impact that you're creating within everyone you interact with is so 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 true and so genuine which is right and i mean i think through there i've met i actually met one of my one of my great mentors i would say my the that mentor that cheerleader uh you know i met him through there because yeah. we were both volunteering and he all kind of clicked and, and came together so i i like i mentioned it's just getting yourself out there exposing yourself to everything you can as possible and then those kind of things fall into place And that's amazing, especially in being in a city so big as Chicago. I feel like the opportunities are just endless for for exactly one hundred percent. I love this city. <laughs> Same. All right. Well, I'd like to close off with one last question. Um, what advice would you tell to eighteen-year-old Gabriel or any other eighteen-year-olds out there, basically pre-millennial, about business? finance being first generation you know optimizing struggle struggle to your advantage and basically what the future holds kind of a loaded question yeah <laughs> i mean that's that's an awesome question um you know what i would tell myself first of all is um you know everything's going to be okay i mean if i had to go back to 18 year old me i was so worried so anxious and i think as a teenager all of us kind of experienced this uh so my <laughs> advice you know to my to my younger self would be hey it's going to be okay things are going to work out just um you know don't forget where you come from which adds to to the advice that i have to give you know anybody who 
is in the same boat as us, right? They they in their in their twenties, in the mid late twenties, they still don't know what's going on or what the next movie. We, we're still just as lost as we were. We were twenty four, twenty three. So, um, you know, I think trying to make it. Right, still. we all still trying to make it. Uh, I think I think the, the advice would, would kind of be the same. You know, don't forget where you come from, right? Like. Uh, those roots, the people that brought you, whether they were positive or negative, they influence you in some kind of way. So, you know, use that to use that energy in a positive way. Uh, don't forget where you come from. And you know, it sounds very simple, but I, I heard Obama saying this, and he said, "Be useful and be kind. Um, be useful to your family. Be useful to your friends. Be useful to society." Be useful to, you know, the next generation coming, and being kind, right? Like kindness really does goes a long way. Saying hello to the front to the front door person on my building every morning puts a smile <laughs> on his face because he always tells me like, hey, how do you wake up every morning with such good energy? I'm like, I do it just for you, just so you can smile, right? So just yeah. <laughs> just having a good, just bringing that kindness uh, each and every day. Um, It's, it's, it's my advice. I think those those simple things are easy to forget because again, they're so simple um, that if you just carry them and just just have them with you uh, each and every day, I think things are going to turn out for the best. That's so powerful and so nice, <laughs> you know, just in, on so many levels. Yeah, <laughs> um, I mean, it's it's hard to remember <laughs> in tough times, right? I think when when the when My godmother used to say, you know, when the uh, when the going gets tough, the tough gets going. Uh, so yeah. in tough times, you know, you kind of <laughs> have to kind of dig it in and find it. But um, yeah, it's all for the good. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, thank you again for sharing your thoughts. Um, I know it's definitely not easy to be a bit vulnerable, especially on a podcast. <laughs> um, So I'm I'm really grateful for all the insights I've gotten from you in this conversation, along with basically just you know having you as a friend for this long. Um, I think it's been what like almost like six years, six seven years, um, which is yeah, awesome. it's been awesome. And so, again, like thanks for having me. I I think you're, uh, you know, you're doing something just as awesome. I think uh, you've been able to accomplish great things as well, Karishma. So I think you have a great story to tell. We may have to flip the the, oh, the, the sides here, and maybe I can come <laughs> back and ask you some some questions as well. Because uh, we all have our unique story to tell. So again, like, thanks for having me. I think it's it's awesome. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, to all of you listening out there, thank you for taking the time to listen. You know, hopefully, some of these conversations provoke some sort of reflection, insight, or you know, just knowledge into a different field that you may not have known before. That is a wrap. And remember, we are always here to kill it with KV.